or pull a rabbit out of the hat and call me Sally because we're case three open. Hi, Colleen. Hi. <laughs> tried it. I tried something new. It didn't work. No, but I love it. It's like, ta-da. <laughs> <We're> covering... <laughs> wow, it's a very festive magic themed episode. Um, we're covering Detective Conan episode 219, The Gathering of the Detectives. Well, not quite, but <laughs> Shinichi Kudo versus Kaido Kid. This is a two hour special. We'll be, uh, putting this into a part or two parts maybe three parts um it's more like two cases anyhow so this was kind of the prelude i feel like ultimately this kind of turns into like a two-part special with a a little bonus (laughs) bonus part (laughs) oh i guess we're gonna get right into it um yeah this felt like two things that didn't necessarily need to be put together put together it was almost like hey remember this character that we showed you like a hundred episodes ago like he remember how cool he was here look at this and then let's go into the main attraction as in the yeah i don't know they're like let's tease this uh detective that is gonna show up here as well yeah yeah remember this detective who like appeared in the first episode and then you never see him again because now he's a little boy i I wasn't even talking about shinichi i was talking about um the kid detective Oh, okay (laughs) that that sounds like conan but like (laughs) the detective in kids universe uh, hakaba yes good point yeah so uh, the conan's hint for this episode which aired january 8th 2001 is tenyin coin i don't think that's come into play yet so remember that for next time (laughs) right I'll just say screen. I'll give out my own hand because they did not give one that's pertinent to this one. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, the specials, right? Like you have this. What is this? Like a two-hour special? You said. So, yeah. Yeah. If if the stories were connected better, perhaps the hint would have applied to both of them. But that's not what happened here. Yeah, it's more like two cases, but uh. Uh, and this will be very familiar if you've listened to our Patreon episodes on Kaido Kid. Because we covered this once before on, like, the specials. And then we covered it again on Kaito, uh, Magic Kaido 1412, which is the TV series. So this is our third time talking about this. Yeah. And just so sure we'll... you know, I wanted to skip it, just... <laughs> cover the second part but tyler's like no we have to give the people the true experience the true well, rewatch experience we are not skipping this part it's not the skip half an episode watch now is it <laughs> no certainly it's not <laughs> so the episode begins with a flashback as ron and shinichi are walking together in the rain with sonico by their side as they head to an exhibition sonico is excited as she will be- get to see none other than kaido kid she believes is probably older like Harrison Ford or maybe a bit younger like Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> considering when this was made, like that's that's probably like they could have maybe actually no they couldn't because anyways, my point is that Harrison Ford is quite an older gentleman now and even Brad Pitt is old, so it's like it's funny to listen to it now in 2023 how old's brad pitt he's not that old 59 59. he's entering his prime still good looking guy yeah both him and harrison ford 
I'm not. Okay. I'm not disputing either of those claims. Just so saying, you're saying that you're saying... Kaido Kid being 59 or Harrison Ford's age, which is like I don't know, close 80. to 80. All right, he's 80. He's a good-looking 80. Absolutely. A very handsome 80. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't get to be Indiana Jones and Han Solo if you're not handsome at 80 at 80 years old. So true. Um. So here's something interesting. The remastered version of this split it up into two parts. Oh. And, uh, yeah. By popular and, uh, demand. Yeah, so in the uh, first part, the kind of scent was tobacco, which still doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> this first part. Um, yeah. Not quite. Okay. But, well, the more you know. So let's get back to it. Um, as I walk, they pass uh, Kaido. And Alko, the protagonist from Magic Kaido, um, who look just like them, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And they're discussing the exhibition, which is uh, filled with jewels uh, from throughout the world, including the Black Star, which is what Kaido's targeting. And not featured in this episode. No, this, this is all a tease for uh, the next time. And we see one of Kid's signature calling cards, which reads, April Fool's. When the moon divides the number two, I'll board the waves and appear in search of the Black Pearl. Again, this is not relevant to today's case. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, thought we... we'd throw it in there for kicks. Well, it's foreshadowing. It's a two-hour special, Colleen. It's like a mini-movie. Yeah, settle in, kids, because you're going to get all the Kaido goodness, even if it's irrelevant. So we get a very stylish intro with the... Uh, credits and it really feels like a bigger deal which is nice it's nice when the specials actually feel like uh this isn't just two episodes smashed together although i guess this more than <laughs> any special feels like two episodes smashed two together cases. and yeah. put a nice bit of branding on it like give it a nice little intro uh, that... yeah i like the intro though so, makes it feel special hence the name yeah, so we see the police uh, staking out the exhibit, and there's a bunch of helicopters circling around. We then see Kaido scoping out the premises with G. He tells Kaido that he has a bad feeling about this job. Kaido tells him not to worry, as he's the bad guy. He's Kaido Kid. Yeah, in case anybody has forgotten who G is, he's sort of like the... Agasa. The Agasa equivalent, except he's not a scientist. <laughs> but he he provides Kaido with all of his equipment, which we don't really. It's interesting because having watched a bit of um, the Kaido Kid centered series, you kind of see the the back end of that and how G like has all the this equipment like in his pool table or whatever. Anyways, it's really fancy. But here it's just sort of like, okay, who is this guy? Like we don't really have any context. Yeah, um, so we then get the title card, and now we're on the proper case. We're going back in time a bit. Um, Kaido's at high school, where he's kind of gloating himself. He's like, ah, oh, this next job's going to be so easy. And he's looking at the paper, which has an article on the Kaido Kid fan club, which is filled with girls, including Colleen. I think I saw you in there. Oh, yeah, I'm like a founding member. Alka then confronts him, calling Kid a lousy thief. Uh, Alko is the inspector's daughter, so there's a, a pretty fun dynamic there. 
and the kid grabs the newspaper that she rips up and puts it back together with a magic trick. He then mocks her father, saying, That inspector won't catch kid even after Star Wars Episode Nine is released. Okay, so this aired in 2001. Would there have just been Episode One at that point? Uh, well, the, the original three yeah 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 and Th- then those are four through six colleen oh, how about you learn something learn about to, star learn wars count. Learn, yeah um episode i don't know when episode two episode came out. two came out in 2002 so okay yeah so this predicted the sequel trilogy yeah it was kind of neat how that happened um, what a nightmare yeah like i, I mean a I've seen this joke before. I've also seen the the joke about Rocky. It's like, oh, this won't happen. Like, we'll sooner see Rocky like twenty one. So Rocky hasn't quite made it up there. Um. Yeah. So the the fun fact I have, I looked it up. Episode nine came out in twenty nineteen. So to this day, Nakamura is still trying to catch kid. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he'll be trying to catch kid when. Kid is Harrison Ford's age. Wow. Uh, Alka says, returning stuff you stole doesn't make it right. And then their classmate, Koizumi Akako, comes by and says she likes what Kid is doing. It's a cute thing for a bad boy to do, she says. Colleen, don't you agree? Don't you think that Akako makes some good points? I'm never going to agree with Akako. She can go camping with Hybera out in the coldest place imaginable. I don't get why you hate all the good characters. and They all happen to be female. It's like, I don't know. A lot of projection. A lot of self-hatred. <laughs> no, there are some male characters I dislike. I just can't think of one at the moment. Alka and Akaka then talk about the upcoming heist, which is targeting the big old clock in front of the station. Alka is particularly sad to see it go. And her classmate Keiko tells her that it'll be torn down anyway because a theme park is going up there. So why not let Kid take it? Kaka then goes to Kaido and whispers to him, saying that she isn't sure what he's doing, but he should back down. He's like, hey, I'm not a thief. I'm not Kid. I don't know why you keep saying this, you crazy woman. Um, But she tells him that when the tower's bell rings for the 20,000th time, a rival from the East will appear and shoot down the bandit. Kaido calls it nonsense, but she says her friend Lucifer told her that, that and that is true. So, she's got the devil on her side. Uh, for people that don't, haven't watched Magic Kaido, um, Akako is basically a witch with, there, there's some supernatural elements that don't come into play super often, but it's more prevalent in that than the uh, logic-based detective show. <laughs> And she has a signature laugh that uh, Tyler... We didn't get it in this episode. Yeah, so you you must have been disappointed. So did you like her more because she wasn't laughing? Isn't that what you mainly dislike? No, I'm I'm okay with the laugh. It's actually quite a comical thing. It's like over the top. I don't know if you want to give it a go. Do you want to do it? I think you're the one that has the <laughs> ho, master. Ho, ho. Was what that? an impression. That was amazing. <laughs> like you're talking felt, to a caco now yeah see that did you do her voice acting Maybe. is that what we're learning here <laughs> you're just like embarrassed of the role so that's why you're like i don't like a caco 
You just like <laughs> don't like hearing your yourself speak. I get it. I feel yeah. That's how I am when I edit these podcasts. I'm like, ugh, I don't want to listen to this guy. <laughs> Later that day, we see Inspector Nakamori ordering the police to be on guard. One is one of his subordinates reads the latest notice from Kid. This one is relevant to this episode. It says, Upon this Saturday, under the brilliant moonlight, presented by the Midnight Bell, I'll take the famed clock tower. Signed, Kaido Kid. The subordinate says that sounds impossible, but Nakamori says that if Kid says he'll do it, then he has a plan and will do it. The tower owner, Takarana Fatoshi, then chimes in and says that Kid is attempting to steal the clock hands. Turns out that his father had a renowned architect create this tower 50 years ago, and he says that the hour hand of the clock's face is laced with expensive diamonds. The owner then leaves, asking them to protect the tower from the thief as his father loved it. This guy doesn't have any, like, ulterior motives, right? No, he's such a kind-hearted, good-natured type of person. I can't imagine that he has anything nefarious going on. They do a good angle here when he's leaving where you kind of see his, like, evil person smile as he (laughs) smirks while facing away from Nakamura. Yeah. It's like a show... uh, Well, I guess it's a tell more than a show. I guess it's both. But I appreciate... I I can appreciate sort of, like, just right off the bat making it super obvious that we're not supposed to trust this guy. We, We don't need any character development. It's just like, yeah, he's our bad guy. Let's not... Don't listen to anything he says. Another policeman then mentions that they haven't seen the son of Chief Hakaba lately, who's a detective that went to London to work on a case. Nakamori then says that they don't need help from that idiot detective kid. Instead, they get help from another idiot detective kid. That's right, who... It's so weird, because Shinichi's, like, famous, but Nakamori's never heard of him, or any of these people that work with Nakamori. They're just like, oh, well, Hakuba's not around. Thank goodness. Meanwhile, Kid puts on his disguise as a police officer and enters the premises after knocking an officer out himself. And then see a conversation between the owner and the assistant as they really want to double down that he shouldn't be trusted. And uh, the assistant is worried that their theme park scheme might not work as if Kid steals the diamonds, he'll find out that they're fake. The owner says he hasn't agreed to a price yet so he can raise them due to Kid's pursuit and everything will work out fine in the end. And he says, how can he take something so large and in front of this crowd? He has no chance to win this. Spoiler, he won this. <laughs> oh, just you wait and see. He uses magic. We, yeah, and uh, we, we see Alko in the crowd, who's the only one that's cheering against Kid. Um, yeah, th- this episode really seems like a, just a big introduction to like Kid's world and Kid's characters, which... Uh, it's interesting because I I don't believe they really pay much of play much of a part in the Black Pearl case, right? No, and they don't Black Star. Sorry, and they don't pay that. Like they're not a big deal in the second part of this special either. Yeah. Oh, so this is like three cases, right? Oh, so we get. Wait, what is what's next? I think I'm confusing stuff. Did you watch the whole? Too, yeah, maybe. yeah, I, I watched the second part as well. Is the next the next one's not the ship, is it? The next one is the uh, like a mansion where they uh, okay, a bunch of detectives yeah. are invited. Okay, to solve so a it's crime. just that. Gotcha. 
Um, so, yeah, Alka's going, boo, kid, boo. The only person they really need to introduce is uh, Hakaba. Which, but this doesn't really set him up. He's just offhandedly mentioned, like, twice. <laughs> True. So, like, I don't know. This feels like a weird thing to tack on. But it is interesting, because... Um, you know, this comes from a Magic Kaido volume, so it's an adaptation of that. But it was also redone in Detective Conan, yeah. so we've seen both sides. They it's just kind of interesting, because I feel like we see more of the Magic Kaido side here than... Uh, Shinichi's, because we don't even see Shinichi involved with this until, like, we haven't even talked about him yet. No, no, he kind of comes in later, right? Big reveal, like... Yeah. But they, uh, they should have chosen, what was that, I don't recall what the heist was called, but the one that Hakuba actually partook in, uh, I think it was, like, a museum Yeah, that would have made more sense, yeah. Uh, if if that was their goal, to, like introduce Hakaba, but I'm not really sure why this got... Uh, maybe they just wanted more kid in the special. Well, that, he is a popular character. That actually makes a whole ton of sense now that you say it that way, because Hakaba has never been introduced. I just thought that it's been a while since we've seen Kaido Kid, so they're like, hey, let's you know give the audience a refresher. But you're totally right. This should have been a way to introduce Hakaba, so in the second part, we're not like, oh, who's this guy that we've never heard of before? Although Hakuba doesn't really appear that much in the series. Mind you, I haven't watched every episode. But it's just funny to me that he's made up to be this character that we're supposed to really know about. This other detect, like high school detective. But I've only seen him other, like purely in Detective Conan. I've seen him maybe like twice. Yeah, and I'm largely caught up with Conan and he doesn't really appear much more um let me look real quickly how many times he's appeared uh two episodes (laughs) okay then maybe I have only seen him once (laughs) he appears in this episode and then episode 479 oh that's rather close to where I am where I stopped watching so you'll get to see him a second time oh goody (laughs) uh and he, he appears in Magic Kaido, obviously. But uh, seven episodes of that. He's a bit much bigger deal in Magic Kaido, but doesn't really appear. I mean, they do have the write-off. Oh, he's in London, so that works. But it's kind of weird that they've put so much into like this character's design, and then he just like rarely shows up. You'd think he'd be a bit more What episode did you say off. it was? Uh, 479. Oh, yeah, that's really close. So I stopped at 474. I just checked my... Oh, you're five episodes away. You keep a spreadsheet. That's very funny. Yeah, I'm I'm that much of a nerd. How else would you keep track of Conan? (laughs) Is it just for Conan, or is it for everything? It's for everything. Oh. Less fun. (laughs) You're like, how many times has Hibera pissed me off in each episode? You put a number, and you're like... 2,000 times. More than every episode. And then you have, like, a whole list of, like, episodes with Hibera, and you're like, these are the good episodes. <laughs> Zero. Why would I dedicate that much space to I don't a know. character you're... I don't actually like? It's kind of just how you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, we got we got off track, but Alko's like boo kid boo, and um, Kaiko's like where is Kaido? And they're like oh he's probably watching a magic show, and Alko is reminiscing about his love of magic. You can tell um, she's in a very nostalgic place. So clearly this area and the clock tower from her acting sad means something to her. Uh, kid is dressed up as the police officer, and he makes a false report of finding kid's hat. And Nakamori tells him to report to him immediately. Kid laughs at how easy all of this is without the de- de- Kid laughs at how easy it all is without the detective Hakaba. We get a little screen of him, like he's always helping out. Um, but he's like, "This is so easy without him in London." <laughs> we then see Akako from below saying that Kuroba's antagonist has arrived in a helicopter and describes him as. Someone powerful with the aggressiveness of the devil. Yeah. Okay, so this makes, like, Akako makes sense to me because I have the context from the Kaido Kids show, but I don't know how, I, I, I wonder, I, I would love to go back and, like, relive my, what I thought when I first watched this. I don't know, maybe I just, like, ignored Akako because I'm like oh I don't know who this is I don't know what she's talking about I don't think I knew that she was a witch first of all so all of her like demonic uh dialogue is just I don't know it's just so um random it does feel very out of place in canon um I'm almost surprised that they kept her in it because like her role is so small like they, they made her role very tiny in this to like kind of have her fit in but it is kind of like, why bother? And she doesn't. Sorry, like, and this has nothing to do with how you know Akako is not one of my favorite characters. No, nobody will be shocked for uh, shocked to hear me say that. But she just doesn't add anything to this episode. Like, okay, so we found out that somebody knows. I guess apparently that uh, Kaido Kuroba is Kaido Kid. So, <laughs> like, what? It, it seems to just be like for the Magic Kaido fans to get it like, oh, I got to see her. Yeah. Because the thing about it, this is far before there's animated specials. This is far before Magic Kaido 14, 12. Like, those weren't for like eight more years for the specials. And Kaido Kid was, uh, Magic Kaido 14, 12 was like 2012, 2014. So like, it had been a while. But it, like, they've ne- those characters were never animated really before, besides like the OVA of Kid versus Yaiba versus Conan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what was it? Episode seventy four, seventy eight. Like yeah, whenever so, we like, first saw Kaido. So I think Aoko maybe was in that one, like for yeah, the briefest but, of moments. But I don't even think Nakamori made it in. Yeah, I so I, I feel like this is more just a little treat for the kid fans and like. There's definitely more of those in, you know, Japan where the, you know, Magic Kaido predates Conan, so. Yeah, no, that's, know, that's a sure good. I'm sure that was cool for them to see it. That's a good point. So, from a storytelling perspective, I don't get it, but from a fan service perspective, then I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, I, I think it's mostly just fan service there, um, but uh, it kind of works. Um so we then see the person inside the helicopter, although they're wearing a big helmet. We can't see his head. Oh, I don't know who this might be. Who could it be? 
Nakamura complains about having backup as he didn't request any, but headquarters ordered it. Before Kid can get to Nakamori, he has to confirm his identity to another policeman. Um, however, it goes bad once they're like, what's your police ID? And then he recites like the full 15-digit code. And they're like, what? How do you know that? It's Kid. And they begin chasing him. I, that, that is a very funny scene. This was funny the first two times I saw it, and uh, funny this time. Yeah, it gets me every time. Nakamori learns of Kid entering as a guard and asks why they asked for his ID number. Subordinate says that he was told that Kid is likely very smart and would remember things a usual person wouldn't, such as the ID number. He then says it was the boy from headquarters that told him to do it. By the way, I really like this subordinate, and it's funny to me that he doesn't even have a name. And I probably well, like him because he's sort of like Nakamori's version of Takagi. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> You just want to see him, like, go fetch something. <laughs> like, go get some evidence for him. Can you be helpful? Go talk to some people and come back with all the information and things. We then hear the person in the headquarters giving orders to the police as to how to pursue Kid. He guides them uh, to a vent with the screws loose. Kid, while being pursued, wonders who is behind this, as it doesn't seem like the usual work of Nakamura. He's like, oh, they're, in, they're like, adept this time. What the hell's going on? And it can't be Hakuba. Yeah. Uh, we then cut back to Nakamura yelling at uh, Inspector Megary for being here, saying that this is his operation and jurisdiction. Megary starts apologizing, but the boy with him just takes over the radio, and he tells him that kids' plans have been disrupted, so now's the time for them to strike. He then introduces himself. He takes off the helmet. It's Shinichi Kudo, a detective. <gasps> what a reveal. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. It's nice seeing him. Thrown up face. I mean, this is the character you have the crush on, right? Not the eight-year-old. Oh, that's right. What? <laughs> Sorry, I did not realize that you would go down that path. So, Nakamori asks why a high school detective is here, and he says to just leave him alone. It's a police matter. However, his subordinates tell them that the boy led the police to corner kid. And we see that they're continuing their pursuit in the vents. Shinichi says they've shut down the 28 other exits, so there's no escape. It's kind of hilarious how, like, much better at the police job he's doing than Nakamori. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's he, 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 like, shows up for 10 minutes, and he's already got the operation better organized than Nakamori has been yeah, able to do. Yeah, very funny. Uh, once the officer reaches the end of the vent, he sees Kid dressed up as a policeman. Who uh, calls in another false sighting. He's like, I saw Kid on the fourth floor. He's back in his usual get-up. And Kid then uses a spray to knock out the officer. And Nakamori completely bites. He says, send everybody to the fourth <laughs> floor. Nakamori wonders how Shinichi knows the building so well. But his subordinate's <laughs> like, oh, I emailed him. I'm helpful. I'm, I'm Takagi. Don't call me I, useless. I fetched him something. <laughs> I loved this. I just love doing menial tests. <laughs> uh, such a good um oh uh, what's the what's the word for it? When you finish a joke punchline, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean the the the, the comparison to Takagi is like spot on for that character. I, I didn't think of that when watching it, but 
you are completely right. It's a shame we don't really see him, like, have this sort of role. Like, maybe that character appears throughout Magic Kite of 1412, but he hasn't been, like, that much of a personality or anything. Like, it would have been nice to have um, Nakamori have that foil, like, somebody to play off of on the police force more often. Yeah, it would have been really If fun. not somebody just to punch... As he does so later. <laughs> and I actually don't mind the fact that he's nameless. That just sort of just adds to the the humor of it. It's like, even like to say that, let's say Nakamori just doesn't know his name. And that's how yeah. it's projected onto the audience. Like, oh, okay. He's not important Very. enough to have a name. Very fun. Um, so Shinichi wonders why Kid would give up his police uniform as it doesn't offer up a tactical advantage and doesn't make sense. The bell then strikes midnight, and we see smoke emitting from the base of the tower. Once the smoke clears, the clock hands have vanished, Colleen, and the owner's shocked. Keiko's amazed, but Alko just calls Kid an idiot. <laughs> Why, Alko? It's a great trick. However, in the helicopter, Shinichi already sees a flaw in the trick. As uh, he sees the clock moving, he's like, get that, get the helicopter in closer, I gotta investigate. Make some wind. On Nakamori goes to the clock engine room, uh, he finds a bunch of his men knocked out. He then looks out the clock, and he finds Kid standing on the clock hands. And it turns out that Kid just put a, gr- a screen up, uh, rather than actually stealing them. So it's a little bit of misdirection. He's truly a magician. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So, this was really cool the first time I saw this case. Yeah. Oh, it's not cool anymore. You're just like, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay. So, what's your theory? Because uh, I don't I actually can't remember if they showed it to us at any point when we saw this before. Uh, how how did he set it up? Like, did he show up? Like the night before, and set up this big screen somehow. Like I, he must have. Well, yeah. I get. I mean, it's just like how. How did he? Do you need that boring? Like it's probably like G's whole like week, you know, doing all the <laughs> setup so Kaido can just be cool. No, I don't need that boring piece of information. I'm just. You don't like, want a spinoff show of G sake. like coming up with all of the logistics and like. Okay, I gotta plant this here so kid can activate this. Okay. If the silhouette, the culprit silhouette, got a spinoff, then it's very possible that G is worthy of a spinoff too. There we go. So uh, Nakamura goes to call in his men after seeing Kid, but Kid uses his card gun to just dislodge his walkie-talkie, and Kid says, "Hey, I have no time to play with you tonight. I'm sorry." But this party is just to bring attention to the clock. And he shows Nakamori that there's a code that he wrote around it. He tells them to solve it. And as this happens, Shinichi figures out Kid's trick, which is uh, using a green screen. And then he's projecting um, a clock without a hand, a video he made, uh, onto it. He then opens the helicopter door. And he just reaches into Meguri's coat and grabs his gun. And Meguri's like, doesn't even, like, get worked up over his gun being stolen. And he just fires it at the screen. Which then falls off halfway, barely hanging on, exposing where Kid is. What do you think about Shinichi just 
grabbing a gun and firing away. Um. <laughs> so random, <laughs> like Shinichi. Ha- granted, we don't see a lot of teenage Shinichi, but he's not one to really go for a weapon. I mean, obviously he has his powered up shoes or whatnot, but it's just sort of like, because Shinichi's kind of by the book too, so it's just super weird for him to reach over. I don't know, it was in Megri's coat or his holster or whatever, he just reaches over and takes an officer's weapon and <laughs> uses it for his own purposes. And I don't recall, maybe it's, maybe you have it in the notes, but this is one of those like times where it's just like, how do you, how do you even know how to shoot a gun? And Shinichi, of course, is like, oh yeah, I learned it in Hawaii or whatever the running gag was. Yeah, he went shooting with his dad in Hawaii. There you go. So yeah, Shinichi's got a gun. He's not afraid to use it. And, um... So yeah, kid's hanging on barely. Nakamura yells at Megger. He's like, what are you doing shooting your gun? <laughs> he's like, it wasn't me. And uh, Shinichi just ignores it. And he's like, did kid leave anything behind? And he's like, yeah, there's a code here. He's like, huh. Oh, sorry, I skipped. My bad. I skipped ahead. All right, uh, forget about that. Um, So... Kid is trapped and he can't use his hang glider due to the helicopter and Shinichi. He just has this like gun lust now, so he grabs the gun again, goes to fire, and Megari's like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I won't hit anybody. Gives and a new says, meaning to trigger happy. And then he like tries to do a cool guy diehard like catchphrase and he's like This magic show is over and he's just not cool. <laughs> So he shoots the gun again, and um, it causes the screen to fully fall this time. But Kid is able to latch onto the screen um, by using his uh, cards, and he kind of just rides it and escapes in the crowd. Very, very swift movements by Kid here. I mean, he's a showman, so he's got some athletic skill or acrobatic skills. Is the what I want to say. Yeah, Nakamura yells at Megari for shooting, and he's like, it's not me. <laughs> and then Shinichi's like, he just completely ignores it, and he's like, what did Kid do? Did he leave something behind? And he's told about the code. And uh, Shinichi looks at the code and already solves it, but uh, he doesn't say anything. And Megari says this means the tower can't be torn down just yet, as it's now part of a police investigation. they got to figure out the code calling. It's a crime. Yeah, and how long will that take if Shinichi and, uh, doesn't say anything? Yeah, Shinichi smiles and Megari says, well, he didn't get the tower. I guess he failed this time. And Shinichi says to himself that kid didn't fail and he instead used the police so that the owner couldn't tear it down. And Shinichi says, this guy isn't all bad, I guess. He then reveals that the code reads, I will not give this clock to anyone uh, if you uh, like turn it into Ramaji and such... So yeah, some Japanese magic there. Japanese magic in the Eng- Japanese in the English magic, if you will. Mm-hmm. Shinichi then flies away as Alka thinks back to how she first met Kaido. It was in front of the clock tower when they were children. It's a cute little scene. She's kind of sad. She's like, "My dad's working all the time. I don't have a mom." <laughs> and then Kaido's like, "Hey, so," <laughs> <laughs> and then. 
He makes a flower appear out of nowhere in his hand because he's a magician. And he's or a like, gardener. Yeah, he's a gardener. And he's like, hi, I'm Kaido. I like flowers. I like flowers. Here. And she's like, wow. That's amazing. And um, as she's thinking of this moment, the real uh, current age Kaido appears, does the same thing, flower. And he's like, hey, I like flowers. I'm a gardener. Check it out. <laughs> She's like, wow, you did remember. And uh, we then go back to the current day after all this flashback happened. And Kid says, I'll never forget, stupid. He then tells G that he was just thinking about the time that they were almost captured for 30 minutes. And he says, (laughs) let me tell you about a story. And it turns out G wasn't there for that. And G's like, what did happen? And kids said, oh, just wait a couple seconds. Three, two, one. They hear the bell chime, signaling that it wasn't turned down. And the kid says the police found out about the owner selling the diamonds, so they left it standing. Kid then says it's now time for his next target, the Suzuki Corporation's priceless black star. G reminds him of his father's advice. The stage is much like a war zone. You must read others' minds as if they were textbooks. The essence of the heart is the most prominent ingredient of success. Focus on your show. And Kid then cuts him off. And he finishes it saying, Never forget your poker face. And they always say poker face in English. Because I guess there's not like a Japanese translation. And it's always very fun. (laughs) He goes, poker face. And uh, so yeah. Then he flies off to the next episode. Which is... Still part of the episode, but we'll stop here. Yeah. Um, to yeah. make this not so, eight hours long. Yeah, Kaido's dad's advice really rolls off the tongue there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what your dad always says: the stage is much like a war zone. You must read other lines <laughs> as if they were textbooks. The essence of that. It's like, can you cut this down to like two sentences, please? Let's just keep the poker face part. Yeah, I can see why in like fourteen twelve they only say the poker face part. They yeah. don't. They never go to the stage as much like a word. Because it's called editing. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into our final thoughts, I want to thank our Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. Shout out to medium-sized Jeffrey, Brian Self, William Lee, Gage, and Kitty Kudo. We greatly appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And uh, Colleen, what do you think? I know this is our third time talking about it. <laughs> But what do you think about this case of Shinichi meeting Kaido Kid for the first time? And it's not counting. It's a very different dynamic. Yeah, it's almost like... So take what I said the previous times and just insert it into this slot if you can. Just so I don't contradict myself. Um, yeah. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I enjoy a Kaido Kid heist. And it's always a treat in Detective Conan to see that. So... Um, if I weren't, you know, spoiled by the, the Kaido show, I'd be like, oh, yay, we're seeing Kaido again. Um, I, I guess I'll mention it now, but I'll reiterate this when we, um, cover the second part of this special. Uh, and we've already said it kind of a little bit, but it it does feel a little out of place, um, combined with the next part of the episode. And so we talked about maybe some of the reasons why they bothered doing it you know introduction of Hakuba even though this wasn't the best heist to do it with um or was it like oh this is like the first time that Shinichi and Kaido met 
quote unquote, or like became aware of each other. Maybe that was the reason. It just feels really disjointed, but we can talk about that um, during the second part. Uh, positive things, you know, it has good comedy. Uh, Nakamori is a blast. Obviously, this is. I actually don't remember if Nakamori was in the the Black Star episode. To be quite honest with you, um, so this I don't think he is. Might have been the first time Detective Conan fans were seeing Nakamori. So, if so, like this was a stellar debut for him. So 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 funny. Um, yeah, the whole thing with Shinichi appearing like out of nowhere and kind of showing him up it's like this is my operation and Megri's like yeah I'm sorry uh, I mean I got this kid with me like he's gonna figure everything out I don't know the, that whole dynamic was just really worked for me um yeah and so I just wanted to really quickly touch on it because uh in the last part you said that G wasn't around for that clock tower case so it kind of like pokes a hole in our theory that oh gee set up the projector oh yeah he, like spend sure. a week well no he could have still set it up like let's say he t- spent whatever a week setting the projector up but then he's like yeah i gotta go so he didn't even get to see sort of the i guess of they're his labor. saying like i guess maybe this because he doesn't meet g immediately because they have that whole mirror showdown i'm the mirror i'm the fake kaido yeah yeah <laughs> That, that was um, a good case, too. Yeah, so maybe this took place before, in that brief period before he had teamed up with G. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Who knows how he pulled it off? That Kaido, he has a ways of doing His stuff. wily ways. I feel like you just gotta take some uh, logic leaps with Kaido. Like, it's kind of weird, because, like, Conan is such the opposite show, where you never take any logic leaps. But uh, when Kaido's doing his crazy heist, you kind of just go like, sure. Yeah, because it's magic, and he's a magician. No, and and it is t- fun to have that contrast uh, between the two uh, types of characters and types of sh- um, stories. So, and you know, it's just super interesting that it it all can- comes from one person, like the hack, right? So, uh, yeah, I. I can't really fault this episode too much. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It, it did have some like, why did they do this? Why did they include this person or uh, this uh, piece of information? But overall, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting um, to choose as a you know the beginning of this two-hour special. I guess it kind of works as the introduction for Hakaba, where at least you're tease him a bit and then you know it's, it's more kid it's nice to see this animated um this was the first time it was animated um so like well it's the third time we've talked about it and <laughs> seen various versions of it and was probably like the least impressive of the three just because we saw the two kaido episodes which were done later um, i'm glad it was animated and it's cool to see um the kaido kid uh the magic kaido characters specifically in that older conan style which is nice rather than because there there's a slight difference mm-hmm, when you yeah. compare like a magic kaido 1412 to just the approach and the uh how characters look so it's it's nice seeing these versions of it and how they were implemented and then i think this is a fun case it's not much of a detective story and there's not much of a mystery to it but i, I think as a you can definitely tell this is written for Magic Kaido. 
rather than, you know, kind of shoehorned into Conan. But, um, yeah, th- this was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> That's something. No, good, good opinion. Good, good review. I think I'm correct. Maybe. Hmm. I could be wrong. Maybe this. Uh, see, Kaido Kid was just like put out so, so often many... on, right? Yeah. So I don't know if if it happened in Magic Kaido first or if it happened in in the manga first because it's a volume thirty for Detective Conan, but it's volume four for Magic Kaido. But volume four could be very very late for kaido yeah it's hard to say because like volume one came out in the 90s and then volume two came out like a few years later yeah so hard to say but uh, either way um I-, I thought this was a good start and we'll get to see much more of kid as uh episode 219 the gathering of detectives shinichi kuda versus kaido kid continues so or will we uh, because yeah i guess <laughs> I guess this kind of gives away the big twist for the second part, which isn't really how it works in the volume. Because aren't you like? I feel like we're all. I feel like you're supposed to be surprised when kid shows up. Yeah. But here they definitely te- they're teasing it already. That's interesting. So I guess it depends on how you look at it, hmm. and we can obviously talk about this uh, the next time. But uh, one of the elements is that apparently these detectives are invited by kaito to the mansion okay okay yeah yes but then there's other stuff that happens with him so okay i forgot it's been a while yeah no no that's fine so no problem it's just yeah it's kind of like that this and... this will also be interesting i don't think you know the full uh importance of this of this episode that's coming up Ooh, probably because not there are elements in this episode that are brought back like 700 episodes later no way i love that (laughs) yeah so like as like conan has grown and like the everything has like come out this this episode like continues to become more and more important so it'll be interesting to see if what sticks out here for you okay i'm looking forward to talking to you about it so we'll cover that next time, at least the first half of that. I don't know. We'll see. It's a long episode, and these nights takes a lot of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll cover that. And uh, thank you guys for listening. So see you next time. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.